welcome to the First Lutheran Church located at 512 South Kale Avenue in Miles City with pastoral services provided by Pastor Steve Rice. The Holy Gospel according to John, reading from the 10th chapter. John writes, at that time, the festival of the dedication took place in Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was walking in the temple in the portico of Solomon. So the Jews gathered around him and said to him, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. Jesus answered, I have told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name testify to me. But you do not believe because you do not belong to my sheep. My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. What the Father has given me is greater than all else, and no one can snatch it out of the Father's hand. The Father and I are one. The Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated, uh, and welcome this morning. We have guests and visitors, Devil's Lake, uh, from other congregations, uh, folks here on Mother's Day, uh, bring you word. Mallory just shared with me that Joyce continues, our organist, our regular organist, continues in her post-surgical convalescence, and so we thank you, Oddlog, for uh, uh, being here all through this week to uh, uh, to, uh, to practice, uh, to get familiar with a new organ, uh, and uh, to provide musical leadership for us. Um, thank you for being here. But it was last Tuesday, and not Oddlog practicing the organ, but last Tuesday morning, Leah practicing with the children, some of whom you saw today, uh, one of the songs that we just heard, uh, practicing getting ready, and uh, while they were practicing and I was listening, Leah shared with me something that I had not realized, and that is that uh, it had been my daughter, Noelle, and my daughter, Emily, who first introduced Leah to the butterfly song, okay, uh, with Mother's Day approaching and watching Leah and the children waving their arms and singing, if I were a butterfly, and you'll know I can't sing, but uh, they were singing and watching, and that created a whole cascade of recollections for me. I recalled as I listened to the children singing that for some inexplicable reason, at the time of Emily's birth, our second oldest son, Jonathan, had been insistent that we name his new baby sister Benjamin. Uh, Now, I only recently learned, so this has been a substantial interval of time, I only recently learned that Jonathan's choice was as a result of a children's book that he had read or heard, and the title of that book was Benjamin Bunny. Okay. Well, obviously, that name uh, would not do. So after much discussion with Jonathan, we named his new baby sister Emily. And Jonathan got a stuffed rabbit that he could name Benjamin, and we thought that a good compromise all around. Well, everything went well uh, until a few years later, 
and another baby was on the way. But by that time, little Emily was old enough to have her own opinions about things, and she very much wanted to name the new baby a name that she'd heard in the church when heard from me. Emily wanted to name the new baby Dorcas. Now, Dorcas, of course, being the Greek version of the Hebrew name Tabitha, and you just heard those names uh, in today's first lesson. And, if I'm honest, the possibility of the name Dorcas also delighted Emily's oldest brother, Daniel, as he could foresee the possibility of the nickname Dork in the baby's future. Well, since Dork turned out to be a boy, we named him Benjamin. And with that, a happy Mother's Day to all on this fourth Sunday in the season of Easter. I also want to thank the quilters who are here, uh, and uh, obvious by their uh, placement throughout the church, the uh, quilting ministry, probably the longest standing ministry uh, of the congregation. Uh, when I came back as pastor in 1987, I calculated near as I could, now this, is 19, this is 30 years ago, I calculated near as I could how many quilts that the quilters had made over the years. And um, at that time, I took the length of the quilt and did some math, and I realized that they had made and shipped to various uh, uh, causes uh, enough quilts to reach from Mile City to Bozeman end to end. That's a lot of quilts. Thousands and thousands more have been made since then. And so really a, a, tremendous, uh, a tremendous ministry. And also, of course, want to thank particularly this day the preschool parents are here and to thank you specifically for the privilege of another year participating in the early faith formation and learning readiness of your children and your grandchildren. Whether you worship here on a regular basis or in another congregation or you have no spiritual home at all, know that in this place you and yours are always welcome. Your family is welcome in this sanctuary where throughout the years something uniquely indelible uh, takes place. You see, I'm always moved when near middle-aged parents, who were once students themselves in our preschool, relate to me how this place holds special meaning for them. Meaning often evidenced by their own sacrifice financially and their own strong desire to have their children enrolled in the preschool they themselves attended. Young parents sometimes relate that it was here they first became aware, first heard the voice of the Good Shepherd. It was here they experienced God's love and an awakening of knowledge and learning that lasted into adulthood and then into their own journey as parents. As Jesus said in John's Gospel, my sheep hear my voice, I know them, and they follow me. This morning, I suggest to you that here Jesus speaks through many voices, clearly and foremost, 
through the words of Holy Scripture and through the visible words that we call sacraments, but Jesus also speaks in more embodied ways. Jesus speaks through parents and grandparents, but Jesus also speaks daily through the labor of our preschool teachers and staff. Collectively, the church's voice and actions are known as mission and ministry, and the preschool is an important part of ours. As I reflect, I remember when I too was the age of our preschool children. There, by now for me, becoming distant echoes, but I remember. I remember the sights and the smells of a church building built more than a century before I was born. Stained glass and dark wood. But what I remember most are the teachers. The teachers. Now, I don't recall a single individual lesson taught, but I do remember with surprising clarity those who taught me the lessons. My teachers, Mr. Bobbitt, Mr. Gilliland. And although those good people sought like shepherds to lead us, I fear we children often responded more like cats than sheep. I know that we tested and at times frustrated those kind souls. And I know that they had to have come away at times thinking they'd accomplished nothing at all. But you see, they actually accomplished a great deal. And here I'm mindful of Paul's counsel to the Corinthians. Paul wrote, I fed you with milk, not solid food, for you are not ready for solid food. The one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who gives the growth. The one who plants and the one who waters have a common purpose, for we are God's servants working together. You are God's field. God's building. Paul continued, according to the grace of God given me, like a skilled master builder, I laid a foundation and someone else is building on it. Each builder must choose with care how to build on it. For no one can lay any foundation other than the one that is laid, and that foundation is Jesus Christ. Preschool. Our preschool is about nourishing academic success and spiritual formation during early childhood. Parents and preschool teachers are together this Mother's Day laying a foundation upon others will certainly build. So never doubt, never doubt the importance of the work accomplished in this place. Laugh a little, cry a little, but know this, Before you parents are ready, those little ones who stood here today will be out the door. And if you doubt that, you have but to look to the parents preparing for the next celebration in this place, and that will be baccalaureate Sunday, children graduating from high school, many of whom were preschool students here just a few short memories ago. 
in a world that seeks to snatch innocence away at ever younger ages, preparing children for life in the world is among the most salutary things that parents and congregations can partner together to accomplish. As we would not neglect a child's academic preparation, so too ought a child's spiritual formation be a high priority. For spiritual formation helps children understand the meaning of those life experiences that they are moving inexorably toward. Spiritual formation builds resiliency and it builds identity in a world that numbs, in a world that desensitizes, a world that depersonalizes at every turn. This is not to suggest parents and teachers do everything right. As parents, we don't. Indeed, it can be that after initial failure, great advances take place. And so, mothers and fathers, remember that failure, your child's failure, is a measure of an outcome. But failure is never a measure of their worth. For those created in the image of God are of infinite worth to God. And so it is right to call them children of God. And if we believe this true, it becomes incumbent upon all to communicate that truth to the children themselves, to tell them they are loved and cherished. This, too, is the work of our preschool. To tell this to children who are dependent upon others, to feed them and to nourish them, not just their bodies, but also their souls. We share this opportunity and this obligation, and it is one we ought to embrace with passion mothers and fathers and teachers and pastors and friends and family. In the church, this is called mission and ministry. Therefore, let us close this programmatic year that we might begin the next in full faith and confidence that what we do is pleasing to God the Father and to the good shepherd of the sheep, Jesus Christ, that the lambs, his lambs, might hear the voice of that good shepherd and follow on this Mother's Day, this fourth Sunday of Easter, and every day of their lives. Amen. We hope you've enjoyed this production of the First Lutheran Church. We welcome you to visit us in person at 512 Kale Avenue. You can also find us on Facebook at First Lutheran Church, Miles City, Montana, and email us at flc at midrivers.com.